The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 137th ever show of All Around Sports. This is the Valentine's edition, and uh, so happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there. Well, as, every, as we do every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, in a few minutes, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. My highlight of the week was Derek Jader using Facebook to announce his retirement. It is so classic Jeter uh, to not go through the media, but instead to announce it on his own terms. I think it's time. I think it's great. Uh, although I live here in Boston, uh, not that far from Fenway Park, I am a huge fan of Derek Jeter, as I am of Peyton Manning. And... I just have great memories of Jeter. I've had, uh, I've had the good fortune uh, for the past decade plus to uh, be invited often by a season ticket holder to attend Red Sox games. Very often impossible to get Red Sox-Yankee games, impossible to get tickets for. And his seats are just literally uh, earshot range, easy earshot range of the uh, visitors on deck circle. And first time I ever sat there for a Yankee game, I'll never forget it as long as I live. Derek Jeter uh, walked a few steps from the on-deck circle right over to the railing and started conversing, chatting up the fans, of which I was four rows away. And <clears throat> it's just been that way ever since. I've probably been to uh, well over a dozen Yankee Red Sox games, sitting in those same seats, uh, and he basically, it doesn't matter if he's leading off the inning, what the situation is, you know, first inning, ninth inning, you name it. He'll interact with the fans. He comes over, he chats, he talks, uh, especially if he's leading off the inning where he has, you know, a little extra time. It's just been uh, one of my great 
you know, moments and memories in all of sports. I've loved it. I always look forward to it. It's what I most look forward to when I go to a Yankee Red Sox game. Uh, it's simply the coolest thing ever as far as I'm concerned. So uh, count me in as a big, and I mean big, Derek Jeter fan. And, uh, you know, we're going to get the victory tour uh, a la Mariano Rivera. Although, uh, you know, I'm sure as he has done with his off-field life uh, and his on-field life, G- Jeter will somehow, some way, manage it on his terms. Uh, I'm sure it'll be well done. And as fate would have it, his last game will be at Fenway Park. Literally, the last game of the season is a Sunday afternoon at Fenway Park. The minute I heard it, I went right on uh, the Red Sox website to look into tickets. No luck. Uh, it's only been a couple days. I hear they're already going for over a thousand. Um, I wouldn't pay that much for the simple reason, uh, and this is part of the reason he's retiring. Is you know, you really don't know if he's going to play in that game. By that, I mean he simply could be injured. Uh, he only played, I think, seventeen games last year, uh, and. But two years, you know, two years ago he played. Uh, he had a great season, given his age, which was like thirty-eight. I think he's going to play. End up playing twenty years in a Yankee uniform. Maybe the first player ever. He's going to be age forty. So hitting those milestones, twenty years with one team, uh, first Yankee ever, I believe, to play twenty years uh, for the Yankees. That that's an achievement right there. Plus, he hits age forty next year. So I, I, it's the perfect time to go. Leave it to Jeter to pick the perfect time to go. Well, my low light of the week uh, is the USA big names coming up short for the gold in the uh, Winter Olympics over in Sochi, Russia. And by that, I specifically mean Bodie Miller, Sean White, and Shawnee Davis. These guys, especially Sean White and Shawnee Davis, were and Bodie Miller, pretty much all three were basically considered uh, sort of a lock for medals, if not a lock for gold. Um, you know, <laughs> none of them have gotten any medals. Crazy uh, so far. And if somebody would have told you that a week ago, uh, you would have never in a million years believed it. Um, so that is again, a stunning low light. Uh, the Olympics, you know, leads right into my bizarre story of the week, which is just simply, you know, trying to manage, uh, not finding out who won so that I have an interest in watching at night, uh, spoiler alerts and whatnot. It's just becoming way too cumbersome. To try to, you know, I'm watching uh, the the local news, which is, of course, all over the NBC affiliate. It's, of course, all over these Olympics, given that they're all over NBC. And it's just, uh, you know, no matter what it is, ESPN, local news, you know, nonstop, because a lot of, obviously, New Englanders participate in the uh, Winter Olympics for obvious reasons. Uh, it's just becoming too much of a pain to try to be switching channels and not hearing what the results are. And, you know, I consume a lot of sports on any given, on every given day. 
And so it's just become impossible. So that's just a bit of a bummer. Uh, but that will disappear tomorrow morning when uh, at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, USA, Russia, live at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And I just can't wait. I mean, it's just I, I like many Americans, remember exactly where I was when I heard the news in 1980 that the Americans were beating and then beat the Russians in the Olympics out at Lake Placid. And, uh, you know, things have changed. Uh, the, the, the Cold War is not so cold anymore, but uh, it's, uh, it's happening in Russia, no different than the way uh, 1980 happened in the United States. I think it has serious potential to be special. Buzz is building. U.S. absolutely manhandled Slovakia yesterday, who is a good team with Zdeno Chara from the Bruins, who was one of their players, and NHL goaltending. I happened to be watching live when they scored the uh, six second-period goals, and there was a period of a period within the period uh, time frame where it just looked like practice. They just scored a bunch of goals right in a row, and it was like I'm sort of watching and. Uh, a little bit out of the corner of my eye and thinking, you know, are these replays or are these just new goals? Uh, blowout, nobody expected it. Slovakia is at minimum a quality team, and uh, and the USA just blew them out. Uh, on the Russian side, uh, it, it's been said, obviously, the president, Vladimir Putin, will be there. It's been said that basically, uh, as a point of national pride, these entire Olympic Games are really uh, about the Russian hockey team. Uh, if they win, it will elevate, put it this way, if they win, it will elevate these Olympic Games to historical uh, standards in Russia. It's that important. So USA to Russia tomorrow in Russia, I think is about as good as a sports events going to get. So, I'll be waking up early on a Saturday morning, that's for sure, uh, and I'm guessing I won't be alone. So now, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break, and next up will be A.P. Stedham, Bama Magazine. behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host. For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. If you think you've seen online TV before... 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we typically have guests, and on the line is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. A.P., how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, John, pretty good. I'm, I'm indoors, and I'm looking at an icicle about six feet long hanging from the gutters. I'm looking at one that's about eight, six feet long as well, hanging from my gutters. Uh, <laughs> I think up here in New England, we're all pretty much saying uncle at this point. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, done. It's been, a, it's been a difficult winter. Very, and yesterday's storm was uh, a strange one, for lack of a better word. Just, you know, really snowing as heavy as it, as it can snow in the morning, in the midday, and then it, you know... From midday through the evening, an absolute uh, driving rainstorm, if you can believe it. Then nothing. And then when uh, when I went to bed last night, last thing I saw looking out the window was lightning and hearing thunder. I said, time to go to bed. This is enough. Yeah, I know you think like you're watching a movie or something. Or you're Correct. It's been tough on everybody. I mean, I think this is the toughest winter i can ever remember 
across America, and I, and I thought that before. I actually saw an interesting statistic within the past hour on the news, which is 75,000 flights have been canceled, the most in 25 years, which, of course, just tells me that, you know, it's, it's, it's widespread. It's countrywide. It's just, you know, we all know what it went on in the South a couple times this year, let alone this week. So, yeah, everybody's affected, really. Everybody's affected. Yeah, John, you would think with all the technology and equipment, you wouldn't have that number. I mean, that's a surprising number. <clears throat> stunning. It's a stunning number. Uh, more flights have been canceled this winter. And by the way, it's only February 14th. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, even if another, not one more flight is canceled in America, one, the rest of the winter, it's the most in 25 years. And, you know, with advances in technology, just like you said, stunning stunning number just tells you it's just you know reached every corner of america you know all year long that's what that statistic says to me yeah who'd ever think that atlanta would have all these storms in charlotte and all these places in north carolina and virginia uh, i mean they're they're hooting and howling as loud as we are well i have a relative in charlotte and uh uh he was saying that you know the they don't own sleds down there, so kids are sled riding on uh, trash bags. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, right. Never knew that before until this no. week. These are the kind of things we're learning in this weird winter of 2014. Right. Oh, sure. But as we know, and, and you know, hey, it's not like it hasn't affected sports, you know. Uh, obviously, you know, postponements galore, um, you know, Boston College, uh Last night, you know, played a makeup game. I mean, Duke, North Carolina being postponed the other night due to weather. I think they're eight miles apart, and I think <laughs> Duke could not get to the Dean Dome. Yeah, that right. is a, that's all you need to know. That's a stunning figure, and we're not talking some middle of the, middling game here. We're talking Duke, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. 20,000 in the Dean Dome, and if we're, you know, when I saw that, that, you know... That told me how bad it was down in the Carolinas. Uh, and then BC last night was uh, postponed from the night before at Georgia Tech. And that game ended with an awesome uh, buzzer beater in that BC scored to take the, or to tie it with four seconds to go. And then the North Carolina guy came, the guard, and came and hit, hit you know, 30 footer well outside the three point circle uh, to win the game. But, which only reminded me that the best thing I saw all week, because I was watching live AP, I don't know if you saw it, I was watching that Syracuse-Pitt game when Tyler Ennis came down and swished a 40-footer, repeat, 40-footer. I mean, we've all seen the film now, but I was watching live, and that, that was a, a genuine moment, as good a moment as you'll see in regular season college basketball. Yeah, maybe the shot of the season thus far. I agree. That's exactly what I said. That's ex word for word. That's what I said. Uh, unbelievable. To be watching that live, I was actually taping. Like As they're taking that time out, four and a half seconds left, I just said, you know, uh, I'm just going to throw I'm going to hit record here. You never know. <laughs> that is. That was pretty special for a freshman, to say the <laughs> yeah. least. Yeah, he seems to have the ice in his veins, so he's he's good in cold weather, the cold situations. 
Indeed he is, you know. I mean, that that was just, you know, the highest of high drama. And, you know, again, it's not just a regular, regular, regular season game because Syracuse is 24-0. They're undefeated. Uh, now you're talking something unique, something different. Deep into the season, Pitt had never lost to a top-five team uh, at home. Uh, I... Used to, back in the day, I covered pit basketball, so just fond memories uh, of you know the Panthers, and it's it means a lot down there. They're into their basketball, and so th- this was far beyond you know just a normal run of the mill regular season game. It, it, I think it got me and probably a lot of America like kind of woke us up that March Madness is right around the corner. Yeah, if you were going to have a moment that night too. To replace the Duke North Carolina game, they they uh, they bowed up and handled it quite well. Exactly, exactly. You know, it was just perfect. You know, this is just the time of year and and just the type of weather when you just start to think, uh, you know, a little more about college basketball. Uh, and so yeah, that was good stuff. You know, and then I've been. They had a thing this week with the uh, the Wichita State coach. I liked him last year in the tournament when he made it to the Final Four. But he's proving to be p- quite a personality. He's just a funny guy. And, you know, uh, Wichita State, of course, is the only other undefeated team in the country. He, he said before the game, you know, who he'd be rooting for, you know, Syracuse to lose, things like that. I mean, you know, but in a very funny, tactful way. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, I love it. You know, I think Wichita State has a real serious chance of going undefeated, and that uh, you know that adds a little sizzle going into March Madness if they if, if an undefeated team comes in for sure. I mean, you know, that makes their games. I don't care who they're playing, where they're playing. That's appointment television right there. Yeah, he's a he's an excellent coach. I had a chance to see him at Madison Square Garden a few years back. They they actually defeated Alabama for the championship of the NIT. Is that right? Sure did. Yeah, they, he's he's an excellent coach, and I'm sure a lot of people will come calling at the end of the season, trying to get him to make a move from Wichita State. No doubt about it. Well, you know, Wichita State is, uh, you know, they're one of those teams. I mean, they're obviously a mid-major, but you know, they're a college basketball name. They've been around. I'm not not. Not unlike Creighton, for instance, with Doug McDermott, which is uh, a whole nother story, by the way. Uh, you know, it's a name that, you know, you associate with basketball. You hear, you've hear, you heard about them for years. They're typically in the tournament. But, you know, last year they made it to the Final Four. Now they're undefeated. Uh, you have to figure they're going to stay undefeated. And Syracuse, if Syracuse can stay undefeated, that's just, like, stunning, given what they're going to be facing, you know, before the tournament ever even tips off with the end of the season. Plus, uh, obviously, the the ACC championship. It's, it's weird to say they're in the ACC. I mean, they're playing at Duke coming up here. So they, they've got their work cut out for them to stay undefeated. You can, It's like the Patriots near the end of their season. You can feel that they're hanging on. Right. Every game, it gets more intense. <clears throat> Correct. Right, I mean, Pitt had him, you know, except for just an utterly miraculous shot by a freshman. Uh, 
I'm in no way denigrating what Syracuse did, but you can see. Reminds me of when, you know, the Patriots in 2007 made that amazing Monday night comeback against the Ravens when the game was all but over. And it's just, you know, you can see that they're just hanging on by their fingernails to, you know, staying undefeated. The pressure's overwhelming. The other teams rise to the occasion like no one before them with each succeeding game. So it's fun. Yeah, it'll bring out the best in someone, I believe. Indeed, it will. Um, yeah, and you know, we really haven't talked that much about college foot or college basketball this year. We obviously focus a lot on football, but it is time to turn our attention. I know you've been covering. You know, you're down there in Yukon country, both men and women. I know you've seen a couple Yukon games, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, you know, it's upon us, AP. It really is. Now, what have you? Did you see Louisville there recently? Is that correct? I did. I saw Louisville. They had, they had a real good team. They they um, they shut down UConn that evening, and you know Napier can really score for Connecticut, but they didn't have he didn't have any support. But but Louisville was they're going to be a tough team in the tournament. I believe they have a lot of good talent. They're they're good down low, and they have a quick guards to get to the basket and give you a lot of problems with penetration. And, and, of course, Patino is a fabulous coach, and he'll have his team ready. Absolutely. Um, did Kevin Ware play in that game? He have the broken leg from last year's NCAAs? Uh, no, no. Uh, I, I don't recall him that night, but they had a couple of big guys that really impressed me, and the guards did two very, really quick. Okay. Um, and the UConn women, they are... Uh, uh, again, looking like an absolute juggernaut. I mean, Gino Ariema has really done it again, and it's you know they they kind of looked a couple years ago like you know their their time maybe you know coming to an end or not like it used to be. But of course, Brianna Stewart shows up last year in the Final Four. Uh, basically goes crazy, shows why she was the number one recruit in the country a couple years ago, and now all of a sudden they're back on top in a big way, and they're just looking unbeatable, like a dynasty again, like a big-time dynasty again. Pretty amazing. Yeah, I don't know who's going to really give them a chance. I mean, give them a game. I guess Notre Dame is still undefeated, and uh, but they have so many players that can make shots. And, yes, they do. And then Brianna Stewart, she's very athletic as well. So, so even if you can you know, guard her on the perimeter, she might get back or jump over you in the paint. Exactly. And I think what's also happening is it feels like, you know, other teams are really building up their programs, be it Stanford or, you know, Baylor or even Louisville. And then, you know, well, the field seemed to be evening out a little bit, you know, with UConn and, and all that. And then Notre Dame, of course. And now it looks like it's just reversed to what it was a decade ago, which is UConn is utterly dominant and basically looks unbeatable. I think that's where we're at. Do you, do you agree with that? Oh, I think so. I, I think that's totally. right now. They, he gets most of the players. I guess the only thing that might hinder them is that they have a short bench. I, they're down right. to uh, what, maybe the seven or eight scholarship players, something of that, that nature. And so that if somebody gets into foul trouble, that, that would be an issue. That is correct. That is correct. Um, 
Well, AP, hard to believe we're at our first break already. Lots more to cover, so stick around, and uh, we'll, we'll tackle a couple more topics on the other side. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 1- 888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And on the line with us still is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., uh, we were talking earlier about some college basketball, but let's talk a little bit about college football. It looks like there's a proposal now to slow down the offenses uh, in college football. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, John, it's kind of a strange proposal, I think, because um, I read where somebody charted the Auburn offense in the championship game, and they only snapped the ball within the first 10 seconds a few times of the entire game. So I think it's just another uh, you know, intrusion on the game itself where the, where the officials are going to have to have one more thing to... to uh, to monitor, uh, 
you know, uh, in the rule itself, they're, they're trying to say that you can't snap the ball. There's a 40-second clock, and you can't snap the ball until the 29th second. So and the reason they're giving is without really unsupported data stating that it's for the <clears throat> to prevent injuries to the players. Well, they really haven't documented that as, as a uh, reason to slow down the game. They're saying if it if it if it's going at that fast pace, then the players will get tired, and therefore they're more susceptible to injury. But but it's really two factions, you know, the pro style power type teams like Alabama, Wisconsin against the high you know high powered uh, no huddle offenses of you know Auburn and Arizona and Oklahoma. So it's really like the Republicans, Democrats, around two different sides, completely different sides, and there doesn't seem any to be any common ground in that, on that issue. So uh, when they had the football coaches convention, Nick Saban and Brett Bielema appeared before the rules committee and voiced their their uh, support for this this rule, and so they passed that um, you know proposal. Now it has to go before the um, playing rules oversight panel. Which which will meet in I think it's uh, I think it's in March actually, but I, I don't I'm not really for the rule of of uh, slowing down the game. I, I think teams are just going to have to adjust. I agree a hundred percent. You know I, I'm kind of have a little familiar familiarity with having been aware of this rule. I didn't know the details. Thank you for explaining them so uh, to make them easily understandable and and. And based on that, it's, it sounds just absurd, like the idea that requiring an offense to wait at least 11 seconds before hiking the ball is going to reduce injuries is laughable in my book. It really is. Yeah, yeah I think so, too, John. It's really, <laughs> okay. <laughs> there, there's, you're grasping at straws. Exactly. That's just silly. Uh yeah, I mean, it's just, again, it's just the way of, it's the evolution of all of football, not just college. Certainly the NFL is there, and, uh, you know, and younger leagues as well. And, uh, you know, I look at these seven-on-seven Texas high school camps and tournaments, whatever, and, you, you know, it's just the way it's just the way it's being done now. I mean, I mean so... Uh, I'm surprised the NCAA is even considering this. I mean, you know, especially as they enter into, you know, a new era with the college football playoff and all that. I mean, if they're looking to, you know, become even more must-see TV than they already are, what better way than to have just offense that's off the charts, right? Wide open. A la Peyton Manning and the Broncos, exactly. Wide open. That's what people want to see. That's the way the game of football has gone, right down to rule changes against the defense, on and on and on. That's what the people want to see. It's just that simple. That's what we all want to see. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, you don't want to see a basketball game in the 40s and 50s, but people want to see the football game with those low-scoring low basketball uh, point totals. Correct. You know, it's in every game. You, you know, it's no different than, you know... Uh, purists will say they want to see a one nothing baseball game, and maybe every once in a while it's okay. But you know, everybody likes offense and baseball, home runs, what have you. You know, just again, it's always been that way. It always will be that way. The difference is here, and you know, 
2014 is, you know, tech between technology and the way that uh, kids are being taught the game. It's all, you know, reached a confluence of it's all come together to where teams can routinely snap the ball in under 11 seconds, uh, which, you know, a decade ago you would have thought utterly impossible, correct? Yeah, they're, they're more efficient now. It seems like the game of college football has hit its stride and you're just trying to disrupt that, that normal flow, <laughs> as you outlined. Well, exactly. I mean, I think Auburn, uh, you know, obviously just a crazy year for them, a crazy end of the year, crazy endings to games. But, you know, by the time they got to that SEC championship game, which I watched against Missouri, <laughs> you know, that was just so much fun to watch that day because by that time you pretty much knew their story of how quickly they could run plays. And, you know, you know I don't know what the score of that game was, uh, something like 50 to something to 40 to something <laughs> or thereabouts. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, I don't know, that, that was a bit of a transcendent game, I think. I think we're, not that that's the game, the only game, but I think we're going to look back and that's going to be one of the examples of like, wow, of where it sort of went to the next level because that was just up and down the field like we've never seen before. Let, and, and what's different, it, it was a conference championship game, the SEC no less, and Auburn's playing to get in the national championship. I mean, there was a lot going on, and but yet that was the day that I'm going to look back on and say, like, wow, I've never seen an offense like call so many plays and move so quickly in my life as that day. Right, and they were, I think, the second-rated defense in the conference, Missouri. It, Exactly, exactly. Which, by the way, is a good point. Obviously, the story of the week uh, that's getting the most chatter uh, up until today, of course, was the Michael Sam story. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, AP? Yeah, I think, John, the fans have voiced some, some of the fans have voiced uh, displeasure with the media, and they're trying to promote the acceptance of Michael Sam's uh orientation, sexual orientation. I think there's a difference um, from my point of view that I'm not trying to get people to accept his lifestyle, but I think there you should be tolerant of other people. So I think that's the dis- distinguishing fact from my point of view. It's, it's not an ex- acceptance, but a tolerance of someone else's um, lifestyle. And, and I think that should be the position for for everyone because you're just not able to discriminate on that basis. It's, you know, that's that's federal law. So and another thing I like to bring up when I speak to people about this issue, I mean, the WNBA, they've uh, transitioned with their league, you know, seamlessly with that issue, that they haven't had any problems that I've heard that have caused any uh, serious, you know, issues in the locker room. So how come they're able to, continue as a league and be and uh, have have no problems in the NFL and you hear guys talking about well I don't know if someone will be accepted in the locker room it just seems funny how the women can handle this and the men can't that's a great observation AP you know it you and I uh, you know I've been covering the Connecticut Sun WNBA team for the last three four years I have been in their locker room after many, many games. I know you live close by. I know you have too. <laughs> you just make a great point. It just doesn't even has never even crossed my mind for even one second. Brittany Griner, maybe the greatest 
college player ever to enter the WNBA or the player with the greatest college career, maybe, you know, openly gay enters the league again, just pretty seamlessly. You know, again, I cover the WNBA and have for three, four years now on a regular basis. These, until you just mentioned it, these thoughts don't even like cross my mind. It's just so (laughs) seamless. Right. You don't even think twice about it and you don't hear any whining and, and hesitation and you have, you don't see hear general managers being incognito with the reply. I mean, you, they should have all thirty-two general managers saying, "Oh, there's no, there's no issue. We're going to comply with the law." Comply with the law, bingo. That's uh, that's the mo- that's a, a key point to say the least. And uh, you mentioned the word incognito in one context. I'll use it in another. <laughs> uh, obviously, the the Ted Wells report on Jonathan Martin, Richie Incognito just came out within the past few hours. Uh, I have not had a chance to really digest the information, let alone read the report, but I've seen enough headlines floating across my screen to know it sounds like uh, uh, it doesn't look so good for the Dolphins, I guess, and Richie Incognito based on you know what I've seen so far, which is minimal, and I have not read the report. Yeah, you know, my, just my initial uh, uh, reading of the report, it, yeah, the Dolphins are in a bad place right now because I guess one of the assistant coaches was aware of the, the uh, you know, back and forth between the, 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 the players. And, you know, if somebody in authority and management is, is cognizant of something of that nature that does not, you know, speak well of the organization and, um, you know, the NFL will – you know, is going to frown upon that, uh, you know, they didn't take action when they knew this was an issue, a serious problem. You're right. Inaction, well, you know, uh, I don't know if I'd call it a cover-up, but, it's a, you know, to use the analogy, and you know, it's the cover-up is often worse than the crime, or perhaps in this case the inaction could be worse than <clears throat> the crime. Uh, we shall see again. uh it also, you know, seeing this report come out today, I mean, Richie Incognito had a uh, Twitter rant this week that surprised a lot of people. Uh, there, there were a few people paraded through there for, I believe, the general manager job, including Nick Casario from the Patriots, then did not take it. Uh, you know, so not unlike, <clears throat> not unlike the Cleveland Browns, uh, who cleaned house this week. And like them, a few people, you know, interviewed for various jobs there and didn't seem that interested. So uh, with both organizations, there seem to be uh, internal issues, uh, to put it mildly, <laughs> yeah. to, to yeah. raise questions among the candidates. Yeah, I mean, uh, he must have seen the handwriting on the wall, and he his, his antenna went up pretty strong, I'm sure, and uh, that's why he backed away. It was a smart move on his part. Because uh, when you read those all these salacious details, John, it's it's something that it's not made for family TV. I can tell you right now. Absolutely, no. It's you know, assuming these reports are true or what we're starting to see, yeah, it's it's appalling. It's it's just outside the norms of society. Yeah, I mean, I've never been a sailor, but I think they'd be blushing myself. Bingo. There you go. There you go. 
Well said, AP. Uh, and, and, oh, by the way, speaking of the Browns and, you know, what is going on there? You know, I'm starting to wonder. This new owner, Jimmy Haslam, you know, uh, Steeler fan, by the way. How ironic is that? But I'm starting to see some shades of, you know, uh, maybe Al Davis in his later years, maybe Jerry Jones, you, you know, the st- so much change in such a short time. Uh, I'm starting to wonder about that, and to say the least, uh, that that would be an understatement. Yeah, John, if you didn't think leadership was important, you can just reference the Cleveland Browns in the last decade or so and beyond. <clears throat> and just, it's just a disaster for anyone who's been around the organization. They just can't seem to get someone to get him going in the right direction. Yes, and, you know, if I'm not mistaken, what I was hearing this week was something that sounds like three coaches, three general managers, or, you know, uh, front office execs in less than two years and maybe even closer to a year. That's (laughs) stunning by any standard, let alone an NFL organization. Yeah, it's it's outrageous. Uh, it, I mean, there's good football people out there. You have to hire them and and get out of the way. And Bingo. Do the job. Bingo. There you go. So, <clears throat> and then ironically, uh, since I live up here close to Gillette Stadium, it appears that Mike Lombardi, who we all know from NFL Network, right. very likable guy, uh, used to work with Belichick at, ironically, the Cleveland Browns. He was. He left the organization and or was fired, whatever. He's no longer there. But it looks like he's going to uh, join the Patriots in some capacity, probably a quasi-GM or whatever. But he and Belichick go back a long way, and it looks like they're going to be reunited here in New England. Yeah, he, he scooped them right up. You know, yep, and, quickly. Uh, that, that'll tell you something. <clears throat> Indeed it will. Um, well, with that said, AP, uh, done with this uh, session three segment three uh so let's take a quick break and come down and uh for our final segment what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite voice america show or host for the latest news visit the iradio blog at iradioblog.com Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit nflalumni.org. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store. 
BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Uh, Before we get, I just want to say my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing is USA versus Russia Hockey, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. Uh, That's the definition of appointment television in my book, since it only happens every four years. and, And to add even further degree, A.P., to, you know, uh, the interest level in my book is the fact that, of course, they're playing it in Russia, and we all know what happened when they uh, last played in America, so 1980. So I'm loving it. I think it's going to be great. The USA put on quite a performance yesterday against Slovakia, Zdeno Chara and company, and and it's become obvious to everybody, starting with Vladimir Putin, how important, you know, the Russian hockey team is to the overall Olympic legacy. Anytime Russia and USA are competing, it's must-see TV, John. I don't care if it's tiddlywinks. Bingo. Right. <laughs> I remember when it was chess and uh, Bobby Fischer versus, see how good uh, my memory is, Boris Spassky, if I remember correctly. Correct. Yes, I mean... That's how much long that stuff sticks with you, and uh, you're right. That's just, I think chess and tiddlywinks are in the same same uh, sports family, shall we say? So, yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny because it reminds me that you know uh, when the USA beat Russia in 1980 that Friday in Lake Placid. Uh, many people forget. I don't. You know, that wasn't for the gold medal. And they had to play Finland that Sunday morning for the gold medal, which they won, of course. And now here we are all these years later, and we have a weekend morning game this time between USA and Russia. So I, I think it's going to get, uh, I think it's going to be special. It's sort of like getting up early. I love to get up early every, you know, to watch like the British Open final round. Uh, Wimbledon, I think this is going to clearly fall in that arena, if, if not exceed those. Yes, the drama everyone is anticipating tomorrow will be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic, and I, to me, what elevates it is just simply it's in Russia. It's a Russia home game. I think the <laughs> yeah. crowd is going to be crazy. No, no, that, no that's you know. a tough home crowd. 
<laughs> right. Uh, just just watch Rocky Three if you have any doubts. Right. <laughs> uh, maybe it's Rocky Four. I'm not sure. But, uh, anyway, we 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 touched on a couple of huge, you know, societal topics. Really, almost, you know, with uh, Michael Sam and you know. Richie Incognito slash Jonathan Martin, the Ted Wells report come out today, and another one come up this week too. A big week in that regard of Marcus Smart going into uh, into the stands and shoving a fan who had clearly yelled something not very nice right in his face. But what do you think, AP? Again, these are huge issues all occurring in the same week. Yeah. What do you think of the Marcus Smart thing? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah John, it's all, all about behavior this week, it seems. Uh, Bingo, well said. I, I, and uh, I just joined Twitter. I entered that wild world this week, and I wrote, oh, wow. wrote on there that fan behavior has been abhorrent since the Roman Coliseum spectacle between the Lions and the Christians. It's still in the evolutionary stage. <laughs> 2,000 years later, or whatever, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, both parties were wrong, period. The right. fan and Marcus Smart. Nobody comes out looking good. The fan quickly, you know, jumped into damage control. Uh, this is a guy who Texas Tech is at the center of his life, and within 24 hours he basically said, I won't be attending any more games, which was exactly the right thing for him to do. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree with yeah. that. Definitely. I'll give the guy some credit. He, he did what had to be done, and he did it quickly. Uh, Marcus Smart... Well, you know, I just can't help but think about Marcus Smart. You know, a year ago, he could have come out and been really, really high draft pick. He felt he needed more to work more on his shooting. All well and good. He comes into his senior year. Things are moving along okay. Suddenly, he kicks a chair. Three weeks later, this incident. Suddenly, Marcus Smart's career and life look a whole lot different as far as the NBA. Yeah, everything's changed very quickly for him, but very quickly. And uh, but you can't help, you know, think that this has brought some some sanity to fan behavior. I mean, everybody had to take a step back and reevaluate their their crowd control and and what they need to say to their fans when they they're in the arenas. I mean, I, I don't see why every game it's not the first thing that the the announcer. Uh, makes known to all the audience that uh, that type of behavior will not be tolerated. Right. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Well, it, AP, know, go ahead. No, you, you create that. You create that culture. You can create that culture where you, it, it, the, the person who's ha- having that behavior is the exception, not the rule. Correct. There you go. Well, I'm glad we got a chance to cover all of these. Again, huge topics, and uh, appreciate your perspective as always and your contributions as always to the show as well. Great stuff, AP. Hey, Glad you John, can join thank me. you very much. My pleasure. Thank you, and uh, as always, thank you for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.